back after (laughs) I don't know how long um but I'm so happy to see your face sorry my dogs are having a conniption um but hi how are you I am pretty good. My dogs are both asleep right here next to me. Hopefully it stays that way. The mail has already been delivered. All Amazon has already come three times. What my husband ordered, I do not know. Oh, we're blaming David. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, so hopefully, you know, uh, they'll they'll be chill. No, I'm good. Um, I'm good. I am working a lot right now, but I decided couple weeks ago that that just needs to be what this season of my life is. Um, I feel like all of my businesses are at a point where if I invest in them a little bit more, which I, you know, I go through phases where I back away and lean in and back away and lean in. Right now, if I lean in, all three are poised to grow exponentially and it doesn't look like backing away fully from all of my other commitments right it just means that work is my priority so in so today's a great example um i could theoretically finish work at four or five and for those who follow me on instagram they know like i have a routine of going dancing and boxing and hanging out with friends and it's community, it's relationship, and it's health and movement and all of the things that I love. I'm back on 75 hard, so I have to work out twice, but I could also finish it for do my outdoor workout, work for a few more hours, do my indoor workout, and that probably needs to be the decision that I make today. Um, A few more hours of work will get me a little further in some big projects. And that just, I've just decided for the next few months that has to be my priority. And so I was thinking about it because I was like, you know, is this just me being a workaholic? Is this just me not listening to all of, listening to myself and all of the things that I tell other people to make sure that you, you know, do, do the things that keep you healthy so that you can work and can be productive. And it's not that I'm not doing those things. It's that I'm in a season of setting myself up for longer term business success so that I can maintain priorities of community and health and other all, all of my other the things that are important to me in the long term. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just working a lot and feeling good about it, though, feeling good about it, though. That was a long, long answer to your question. Hey, that's It's been a minute since we had some FaceTime. So I welcome the long answer. How are you? I'm good. I feel honestly, I feel like I'm in a similar boat to you as far as just needing balance and, and really looking at work and what that means and where I need to prioritize and real estate's been really busy. And that means that some of the other things have sort of fallen by the wayside. And um, that's not a bad thing. It's It's been wonderful. Um, last year was not an awesome year for real estate. This year is shaping up to be much more on track with where I want to be. So that's wonderful. Um, and to your point, priorities shift and things get to 
kind of trade roles. And so similar situation, but a little different probably. Um, one of, I've started seeing a new therapist and she, one of the things we talked about last week was, you know, we've got all these things that we're trying to keep in the air, all of these balls, so to speak. And she uses the analogy of glass balls versus like rubber balls. Mm. And if they're both clear, they both look the same. And so what is actually a glass ball that has to stay up? Because if you drop it, it'll shatter versus a rubber ball that if you drop it, it may just bounce back. (laughs) Like it'll be okay. And, and which is which. And um, so that's just been something that I've been really mulling over the last week. Um, yeah, just to reprioritize going into the summer and summer is usually the busy, busiest time of year for me. And I am opening my storefront at some point. I still have that. So I have an intern starting at the end of the month, which is exciting. Uh, it's just, yeah, getting there and, and getting those priorities set up and, we adopted a puppy sort of maybe that is scratching against the wall because he wants attention. So we're good. Balance. Balance. (laughs) balance. It's so funny because I accepted a long time ago that there's no such thing as balance every day in every day. Like that, that's not a thing. Um, And there's really no such thing as even balance within a week. But I think over time, if we know the glass, I think glass balls change from season to season, right? Absolutely. If we know what the glass ball is from season to season, and we know that that changes, and we don't totally disregard the rubber balls, right? then I think we're on track. And that's what balance looks like. Uh, So I've never heard that glass versus rubber balls thing. Um, Yeah, I hadn't either. And I really liked it. Yeah, I like anything about glasses, you can also set glass down. You know what I mean? It can just still be set down. You maybe don't want to drop it, <laughs> but um, it can be set down and picked up later, which I think is something you and I do often in different areas of our lives. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a really powerful image for me that maybe someone else will use. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am, um, you know, glass, my health will always be a glass ball. Like my, right. that's always a priority, but going to dancing six times a week well, that's a rubber ball. Like I don't have to dance six times a week. I can be healthy and active and even be on 75 hard without successfully without dancing six times a week. So right, right now I'm not going to dance six times a week because that just takes a lot of time. Um, but no, that's, that's really good. I'm going to process that a lot more. How was, this is not in our... <laughs> breakdown of what we should talk about but I didn't realize your therapist is a new therapist and that's kind of a big deal um how is that finding a new therapist did you click instantly I've had some rough first interactions with therapists before so I'm always sensitive to to that experience yeah I um so I want to plug Fort Worth Business Gals really quick. <laughs> um, they are a, just a small organization that a gal here, it's just a networking communi- community for women, uh, women in business in all kinds of businesses. And so that's actually how I found this therapist was through her page and being part of that network. Um, and I just went online, looked it up. I'd seen their names a couple of times and 
it was really great because what they allow you to do is they allow you to fill out an intake form and then they have someone call you, talk through that with you. And then they send you a list of like three, or they sent me a list of, I believe, three therapists in their office that specialize in varying things. And so I was able to say, you know what, I know myself and a virtual therapy session, I can hide and I don't have to show up fully and authentically. And um, so that's probably not the best method for me personally. So kind of nixed that option. And then the other one was a little further away. And um, I feel like, yeah, I kind of clicked with her instantly. And actually I've been in therapy most of my life. That's not something I'm ashamed of or hold close to me. I love it. I think everyone should be in therapy, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, and I will say, I think this is probably one of the first times I felt very quickly, very seen and understood, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't realize how much I was missing and craving in a therapy session. Um, she's actually much younger than anyone else that I've ever seen. Um, She's in a similar stage of life as I am. And so that has really just allowed me to say, this is where I'm at and this is who I am and just show up really authentically. And and yeah, it's been great. I get to do 75 minute appointments versus 50 minute, which is huge for me. Um, So yeah, I've been going consistently. This will be my fourth week. That's awesome. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had great first connections with therapists and then I have had awful. Really? Awful. Oh, okay. So one, I don't even remember her name, so it doesn't matter. I can't like, you know, divulge who she is, but I was going through a major crisis years ago and my therapist, um, at the time was very expensive. So I was trying to find an alternative, took my insurance And the problem with the DC area is that anyone who is good doesn't have to take insurance and so doesn't. So anyway, I show up and I'm so hopeful because she takes my insurance and I really need all of the help at this point. And Danielle, I kid you not, I walk into her like closet of an office and it is full of like McDonald's wrappers and cups and trash and like piles of it (laughs) and I walked in and was like nope this is not gonna work out (laughs) like you are crazier than I am yeah 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 (laughs) I am I I do have a therapist exactly not lying she was sitting in a chair kind of like mine with like an armchair and on both sides the wrappers and McDonald's trash like reached the top of the the armrest it was insanity See, I've been in offices that are not like doctor's offices, like my mentor, where I met your mom, actually, his office is mass chaos. I mean, walls of books and shelving and trinkets and things from all over the world. But it's the chaos that every time I go in there, I don't really listen to him. I'm like looking at what I want to, what book I want to grab or what I want to ask him about. But that is... no. It was trash, like trash. I mean, trash in her piled up over what I hope is a very long period of time, given how much there was. was... I don't, I, 
I would, did you stay for the session? I did. I did. <laughs> but I, I mean, there was no going back. I just, that, you know, me well enough to, yeah. know. I could, I yeah. couldn't focus. I yeah. obviously I had nothing in common with her. I, right. it, it was not, it was not good. Um, so anyway, bad. sorry for the tangent, but no, I, that's okay. Again, <laughs> haven't thought about that in a really, really long time, <laughs> but God, I was so disgusted. Oh man. That is great. And listen, you and I are different in this way. I think I will tear up some fast food. I love fast food. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> However, I dispose of it and, and the evidence as quickly as possible. I don't bring it on the inside trash can. It goes straight to the outdoor trash can because it doesn't need to be, there needs to be no proof. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I, 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 um... No shame there, but I, fast food is not is not my jam but it, it wasn't even that it, that was what she was eating it was the act just the trash, trash. <laughs> couldn't get over and that she was a therapist like had she been I don't know almost in any other profession it might have made a little bit more sense to me but like clearly she had issues she needed to keep working on yeah, yeah. anyway um, maybe a larger office or a second office to eat lunch in a trash can like <laughs> I don't know like anything there's anything. so many solutions <laughs> um, I love I love all right that. do you have a recommendation for our listeners and for me today I do and I was gonna bring it but then I was running late oh my God. um but I just saw that my banana peel is visible this is my snack oh, I just realized I there's like a speaking of trash there's a banana peel visible on my desk. I actually didn't see it. So, and I was admiring how nice your background looks compared to my blurred out fan. All so. good. Because I do this every day, all day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, maybe one day I'll have a cute little set. I'm going to surprise you one day. Love it. It's going to be a setup. <laughs> um, yes. And I don't think it's probably that groundbreaking, but I finally tried the Ilia. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mascara. Mm -hmm. And it's a cleaner brand. You can get it at Sephora. I just had a really hard time getting off my benefit, not benefit. I'm sorry, Too Faced Mascara, but I finally ran out. So let me try this. I really like it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's got a double edged wand so like the the top has straight combs like this for lengthening mm -hmm. and then the bottom side is like the smaller kind of curved comb yeah. so it's kind of a two-in-one which is nice the formula is nice it goes on really easy it doesn't clump it doesn't get, mm -hmm. come off um and I don't know if anybody else has this problem or if it matters to anybody else but I just tend to get in the shower, wash my face off with water, then wash with face wash. Mm -hmm. And I was in Chicago last weekend and I saw my reflection like in the shower head and there was no raccoon situation. So I like popped out of the shower and looked in the mirror and I was like, this just washed off. Whoa. I didn't have to scrub it. I didn't have to use an eye makeup remover. It stays on when I want it on. And then it just came right off, which for me was awesome. So that is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, based on that though, I may change my recommendation. I can save my recommendation <laughs> for another time because related to getting eye makeup off, I have used, um, what are they called officially? I'll, I will find it. We can put it on our social media, but they are the reusable like makeup remover towels in essence. Oh, okay. So I, I got it on Amazon. There's a bunch of brands. Um, 
but it's the kind of fabric where literally with one swipe, eye makeup comes off. You get it's it. It's reusable. It's reusable. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't use the the yeah. disposable ones. It's reusable. In fact, I brought one to um, Puerto Rico last year and forgot it. So I, I only had two. So I've been using one for about a year now. And it drives me crazy because if I like don't wash it and dry it and put it back in my bathroom the very next day, I don't like don't know what to do with my <laughs> eye makeup. But literally it is it's the kind of fabric that it is you put it under warm water, like press it to your eyes and then wipe and it comes off. Um, like a gift I need to give. I was about time. to say, maybe, maybe I need to send you one. Um, yes. <laughs> and grab myself a second one since it's been a year. Yes. Um, and they cost like $5. Yeah, right. Um, no, uh, mine's like pink. I think it's, if there were an official brand, it's like the official one, but it's, they're inexpensive. Uh, and, and there will be no raccoonized, no matter what mascara you're using. Yes. Um, okay, there you go. And yeah, so that I, I feel like that was a better, more relevant recommendation than the one I had planned. So we'll we'll yeah, talk we'll about use that one next time. We'll use the one next time. Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, the big stretch boy. I know. Oh, sorry. There is my dog's butthole. It's um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could do this for an hour. We could just sit here and like. Um, <laughs> I am kind of excited about our topic, though. No, me too. And, and I, I was excited when we decided we were going to do it, but then as you kind of popped some questions into our Google doc and I started thinking about it more and then read some more about what you wanted to say, uh, I'm actually really excited about this. Cause I think maybe for you, but certainly for me, just talking about it is going to increase my resolve in, um, in doing this for myself. And so we decided we want to talk about taking control of our health, sort of body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. This is a journey that, and I think journey is like such a cliche word, but it is in fact a journey because like it's, it's not a one and done and it takes time and there are moments of improvement and moments where we, you know, feel like we're backtracking, but you and I have been on this journey of, of really taking control of our health in some similar ways, but also in some different ways, I think for about the same amount of time, sort of pandemic ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why don't we start with you kind of where, when did your journey start? How, what, what did that look like initially? Like what was, what was the, the launching point for this, this path? Yeah. So, and I want to say this, um, just, I'll probably say it a few times. We are not doctors. We are not healthcare professionals. We are two people who have changed our lives with support of those people. <laughs> um, and support of each other and friends and family and all of those good things. So I say that because some of what I am going to share was recommendations from healthcare professionals. Some of it was recommendations from people that I know and trust. Take what works, leave the rest. Mm -hmm. That's my disclaimer. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was trying to go back and look at timeline, years, dates, things like that. Ultimately, I don't think that it matters that much. Um, I have always felt like I have a hormonal imbalance, just something has always felt a little bit off for me. I can remember growing up and like my periods were horrible. My body, it's like, this is this really natural, normal thing that is supposed to happen. And it was awful. I'm it. I was diagnosed with PMDD. I had terrible cramps that I had to stay home from school. All of these things that 
a lot of people would perceive as quote unquote normal. And at 26, 27, I just realized, I don't think I want this to be normal. Um, and so that was probably three and a half, four years ago. And I started speaking to someone who I trusted. I knew her family lived a lifestyle that I wanted to emulate in a lot of ways. They're very holistic, very natural. I mean, to the point probably that it's a little out of control, um, but it was just this lifestyle that I'd never really seen before. And I talked to her about this and her recommendation to me was basically, your body is never going to be able to regulate itself if you're on birth control. And so for me, that statement really hit home. Um, and I know that it has for a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I've had this conversation with or that have heard my story feel the same way. Uh, I think it's not a secret. This generation of women was just kind of popped on birth control and then told good luck. And being on the, on hormonal birth control for eight, 10, 12, 15 years has been the norm. Mm -hmm. And so that was my step one was I got off of birth control and immediately my body was like, thank you. We love this. Like we're doing great. And it, it was, it was awesome. Um, except then I started to not really be able to sleep. I got COVID. Um, I think, I think it was that same year I got COVID, um, didn't have bad symptoms, but then kind of developed what everybody was calling COVID long haul. My heart rate was spiking. I think we've talked about this a little bit. Um, sorry, I'm just tearing up this carpet. Uh, <laughs> and I got to this place where I had gained about 20 pounds. I couldn't sleep. I wasn't eating bad. And I was working out a lot, but couldn't gain muscle. Couldn't, I, I just, my body was not functioning in the way that I was under the impression or felt like it should. Mm -hmm. And so the final straw for me, which probably sounds really vain is I went to my hairdresser and if anybody knows me or my family, we all have very long, thick hair. Um, the the hair me, trust me. <laughs> And when I tell you that I went to my hairdresser and she had a handful of my hair and is looking at me behind me in the mirror going, what are you doing to your hair? Because it is so thin that my hair was like falling out and breaking and thin. Mm. I was done because I was like, this is not something that I've ever had issue with. This is the opposite of the issues I've ever had with my hair. And that can only be because I, there's something not going on. Right. And yeah. so from there, I started this about year long journey of getting blood work. Mm -hmm. I learned a ton about functional medicine and what that looks like and how that's different than the conventional medicine that we see nine times out of 10 here in America, um, opened a huge door for me there. I'm sure everybody's wondering when that's going to come up, but I decided to do 75 hard because I had to make a change. Something had to give. Um, and that kind of brings us up to the last year where I did 75 hard. I was continuing with my blood work. Um, my primary care physician is a, a functional medicine provider. I have a wellness physician. Or she's not a physician. She's a nurse practitioner that I see here in Fort Worth that um, between the two of them, we really are able to, um, 
just hit all the boxes and look at my body holistically. And that's been kind of where we're at over the last year. And I, in a lot of ways right now, actually do feel like I'm further away from where I want to be than I was when I started. Um, and that's for a lot of different reasons that we can talk about later, but I just got to this place where I knew in my body that something was not right. Mm-hmm. Um, that nothing else, the drinking, the going out, the having fun, the friendships, the insert anything just was not worth the way that I felt anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that's a probably really broad picture, but I just, something just felt wrong in my body and it's been a long road and there's been a lot of trial and error and still a lot of areas for improvement, but yeah, it was just kind of that conversation with a friend that she just said, look, here's the truth of it. You may not like it and you may not choose to do anything with it, but Mm -hmm. this is reality. So that's kind of how my journey started. Mm. Yeah, It's funny. There's so many similarities in our stories, even though the details differ in some ways. Um, I, I realized it's May, 2023. So I'm actually at the the three-year mark. Um, mm-hmm. it was May, 2020, which anyone who was alive then knows that, <laughs> you know, that was the start ish of the pandemic and the world was still sort of falling apart. Um, I was, you know, my whole life, basically not, that's not true from, from a moment, um, of real trauma when I was 11 or 12 on, I, have suffered from severe depression and anxiety and panic had suffered. I can say had now. Um, and I was kind of just told, you know, I did all the things that people told me to do. I saw the therapists, I talked to the doctors, I took the medication I did the breathing techniques. I did all of the things and nothing ever really made it better. At best I managed it and was miserable. And I kind of, was just told that that's, that was my brain that, you know, I had, I was predisposed to these things and I was just always going to have to manage it. Um, and then in May, you know, definitely part of it was the pandemic, but, um, I was really deeply unhappy before that anyway. Um, I was just really unwell add to this years of declining physical health significant weight gain to the point of not recognizing myself in the mirror. Um, I, for the second time in my life, I had to have my mom come take care of me. I was so depressed that I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't do very basic things. And my husband has a full-time job. Couldn't do that for me. Um, And I needed someone to make me take a shower and make me go on a walk and feed me healthy food and, you know, make sure I checked my work emails. And that sounds awful, but I I was legitimately that severely depressed. Um, I, that week that she came, I had a similar aha moment to you of realizing like, this isn't normal. I should not feel this way. I don't want this to be my life. The way that I feel right now, and I was only 34 at the time, I don't want that to be the rest of my life. Um, 
and I started, it was, it was them that I just started to kind of question it for the first time to say like, this can't be it. Like, this isn't managing it. I'm doing everything everybody has told me to do. I should feel better than this. But, but interestingly, it was a moment of vanity that helped me connect the dots. So I told you my health, my physical health was declining too. And I was for the, I had had sort of some skin issues after having really great skin, kind of my whole life, the past few years before, uh, leading up to that, I had had, um, just really bad dermatitis on my face. And it got to the point this time where it was, you know, it covered, surrounded my mouth, had traveled up my nose and then was on my eyelids and it hurt to blink. It was so bad. And I couldn't wear makeup. And that was like the, (laughs) not that I'm wearing much today, but like, (laughs) I could not imagine a world in which I couldn't wear eye makeup. Like that was not okay. But it was during the pandemic and no dermatologist would see me. And the one that I could get a virtual visit for, I sent him photos and he said, well, I can't prescribe you anything other than a topical cream, which wasn't working because I can't see you in person. Like what, then why are we doing this? What are we doing? Because of that, I started researching alternative therapies. Um, I basically just was like, what could be causing dermatitis? Uh, and it landed me in this world of functional medicine, um, and an understanding of in chronic inflammation in the body and possible responses to chronic inflammation, which can include, yes, things like dermatitis and weight gain, but also depression and anxiety and panic and all of these other things that I had been all, I mean, literally just checking it all off, all off the list. Uh, and I just dove right in. Like it, it, as soon as I saw the dots connecting, I read everything I could get my hands on. I went on a a two month elimination diet, which led to some wild discoveries about how sensitive I am to foods. Um, and the short version is not that this has been short, but the shorter <laughs> version that when I could tell you is that in the past three years, I lost 70 pounds. My skin is clear. I no longer identify as a depressed person. I don't struggle with anxiety. Um, I, I am completely different. I'm, I'm me. I'm no longer that sick person um, who wasn't me, who people told, who people thought or told me I had to be her. They, you know, they, they told me I had to be that sick person. And I just knew deep down that she wasn't me and that that was, couldn't be my life, but it has been this world of functional medicine um, that has, brought me to health. I no longer, I, again, the doctor disclaimer, I don't think medicine is bad for people um, with mental health issues. It never worked for me ever. Um, none of it did. Um, totally off of all that medication. I regulate through diet almost entirely. Um, and, and the, you know, basic lifestyle choices um, day in and day out. But yeah, it's um, for me taking control of my health was, I don't say this lightly because remember my mother had to like remind me to shower and feed myself. It saved my life. Um, it did quite literally. Um, so now I'm going to tear up. We thought you'd be the one to cry. Here I go. (laughs) 
Um, so it's yeah, <laughs> um, that's kind of how it started for me, but it has been three years for you. It's been three or four. What does it look like today? Kind of when you need to refocus, come back to the basics. What are those basics? What are your, your non-negotiables? So it's really, I always, I, I don't love the kind of abstract answers that I know that we both can kind of give, but it's just because it's true. Um, you talked a little bit earlier about just like the seasons that you're in with business and work and this and that. And the season that I'm in right now is unprecedented for me. It is uncharted water. It is not where I thought I would be. Um, I am daily struggling to remind myself that my body is powerful and my body is um, wonderful, mm. even though it doesn't look the way that I want it to look. And so yeah, one thing my therapist and I are talking a lot about right now is like listening to my inner voice um, because it's something that I've worked a lot on. That journey is a much longer journey than three or four years. That's been several years in the making, um, probably close to a decade in the making of, of trusting myself and trusting my body and trusting, you know, hearing what my body needs. And there are so many days that I, I want to go for a walk or I want to go run or I want to go do something and I just can't um, due to exhaustion and due to certain things. Um, and so I think this might change. <laughs> my top non-negotiable right now is listening to my body and trusting that because I I need a nap sometimes. And that doesn't mean that I am depressed. I know when it gets there. In, in high school, there were days I remember I literally would sleep for 15 hours a day. Um, and it was because I was ready for the day to be over. I'd wake up, I'd eat, I'd go back to bed, I'd wake up, I'd eat, I'd go back to bed, rinse, wash, and repeat. Uh, wash, whatever the saying is. <laughs> um, and I've had to give myself grace with that and say, hey, that's not what this is. That's, that's not what we're doing here. And if we are, that's a different conversation. And if there are these deep feelings coming up, we can handle that. And, and just, it's something I've said to you from day one is all the grace, like, um, practicing that with my friends and my loved ones is easy. Um, giving that to myself is not. And so, there's as much as this season has not been what I thought it was going to be. I have found just so much um, gratitude and so much faith in myself because I, I, I do know how to listen to my body and I do know how to honor my body and I do know how to give myself grace. And I um, am working towards that more and more every day. So I don't know if that's probably not the answer you were expecting. <laughs> no, no, I love but, that. Non-negotiable is listening to your body. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, I would love to say that my non-negotiables are drinking a gallon of water every day because that's something that comes really naturally for me. But lately, I'm happy with half a gallon. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm lucky. I'm happy if I walk a few miles every week. I'm happy if I get sunshine every day. Those are, you know, it just looks different. But um, yeah, listening to my body and saying no when I need to say no and saying yes when I need to say yes, but I don't want to has been really powerful for me. Um, and I don't think that that's going to change. So, yeah. What about you? Um, my non-negotiable is health first. Um, you know, I I love the glass ball thing because if you didn't really listen closely to what I said, then it sounds like I'm putting work first. No, I've just decided I know within health what my absolute non-negotiables are, what health looks like. Those still get to be the glass ball. I'm not I'm not carrying some other glass balls around that I typically do to be my healthiest. But there are things I have to do. And I don't think everyone's like this. I think it's just my body and my brain, but there are things I have to do to function, to be well. If I don't do those things, if I don't eat 80% of the time, the things that my body needs and wants, I fall apart. I like just everything falls apart. If I don't move in some form or fashion, if I don't get sunshine, like outdoor time very regularly. I don't do those three things. I am not well. Um, Health first. It doesn't matter what, what season I'm in. I can, that glass ball can expand and compress, but it, it has to be, it is glass. It will break. Um, There are seasons in my life where I lean far more into my health. I mean, the past, I would say even the past six-ish months have been a period where I have prioritized that in a much bigger, bigger way, maybe at the expense of some other things, but that was the season I was in. It was a choice. It was a choice. Absolutely. Nonetheless, nothing works. My relationships don't work. My my careers don't advance. In fact, they fall apart. Um, I I fall apart if I don't prioritize my health. And so even on days when I think I absolutely can't afford to, you know, I don't know, eat an avocado. Um, I have to, I have to have healthy food. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Um, Sorry. No, no, all good. Um, I recognize we only have like maybe 10-ish more minutes. And I can't to this last question that we have on our list. Um, And I want to just acknowledge something you said really quickly. Um, And if you need to do a part two and three to this, I think we can. Um, I just think, and I don't even know if you have like mulled this over at all, but it's really interesting what you has, you said this episode. So if you run it backwards, you just said in the last six months, I have chosen to put my health first in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways that maybe other things took a back seat, but it was what you needed. Prior to that, you mentioned all three of your businesses are in a place where if you give them just a little bit more, mm-hmm. 
they're they're off to the races. And I don't think those two things are separate. So smart. You're so smart. I don't think those two things are separated. I think they're directly correlated to one another. Um, and I just want to honor you in that. Like I want you to take a step back and and see how far you've come. And even from this place that you were in this time last year, where you and I were like meeting for the first time in person and you had come so far. Yeah. Like to that point and to just even like watch you grow and dig in and um yeah, just be committed to yourself and to what you love and to what you do. It's been a really inspiring thing to be able to be a part of and just to watch and cheer you on from the sidelines. So I just wanted to honor you with that and encourage everyone, um, anyone that may be listening that feels like, man, I'm really dropping the ball in these other areas or man, I've really taken the gas off in these other areas, but it's because I knew I needed to do this other thing. They don't have to be mutually, mutually exclusive. You're so right. And, and I, it's funny, I hadn't really drawn that line between the two. And yet I know and experience the spillover effect all the time that if you can get one area of your life in alignment, that typically you see some spillover into other parts of your life. Um, something I read this morning I'm reading a, a book, 365 Days on Self-Discipline. It's basically devotionals for discipline-oriented people. Um, I don't know that I would recommend it unless you're you. <laughs> I mean, it is it is like a lot of discipline literature. It's very dry and a little harsh and not very touchy-feely. And um, I like it. It's good reflection. But one thing that I thought was interesting about this morning's entry was he talked about the spillover effect but that if you become disciplined in an area of your life that only requires practice so like exercise right you just have to exercise over and over and over again and like practice if you want to pick up a sport you like my boxing I sucked at first and I'm a little bit better now because I practice if you start with something that just requires practice whether it's cooking or then that's the easiest place to start um in order to see the spillover effect and I think that in many ways that's sort of what I've done without realizing it yeah um I'm going off script here okay. what do you want, what do you want for yourself in this journey in the next Three months. <laughs> Three months. Um, I am getting to a place where I am really working on incorporating more movement for myself. Um, and because this puppy has a lot of energy, so it's a win-win if I can walk him in the 95 degree heat. He slept for six hours yesterday afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah, but I... I want to go into like the fall, just feeling like I'm going to say flexible, not in the physical sense, in the mental sense. Um, I am not somebody that is go with or flow with. I like my day to have a structure. You and I are that way. Um, literally like with these meetings, it is okay. We both have an hour. Great. Let's go. Um, 
And I would like to enter into the next phase of my life and the next season, literally and figuratively, with a little bit more mental flexibility of Hmm. listening to my body, listening to what my body needs and knowing that that's okay. And knowing that it's not permanent, knowing that it's not forever, it's just for right now. And to your point, the spillover, like trusting that the spillover is going to reap benefits Mm -hmm. and not harm. Mm -hmm. Um, That just in the example that I gave earlier, like I need a nap. But if I take a nap today, that means that tomorrow I'm going to be able to function significantly better. I'm going to be able to show up for the things I need to show up to. And yeah, maybe I didn't send all the emails that I needed to, but they'll be there in the morning. Um, And so I think that's my biggest, not goal. um, I don't want to say it's a goal, but I guess in some ways that is what it is. It's just more of a mindset though, that I want to enter into this next phase of life in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that for you. Flexibility, mental flexibility. It's good. Say that. We'll see how I feel <laughs> when my schedule is in shambles. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have, it's funny. I asked you the question. I don't really know my answer. It's um, okay. I feel like I honestly, I this sounds really obnoxious, possibly. I guess I'm okay with that. Um, I don't just feel sort of on the precipice of something bigger, better professionally. I feel that personally too. And I don't really know why. Um, but if we look at the last three years as an installation process, I was installing all of this new hardware, right? Installing new processes and systems and habits and it feels like it's installed. Right. It feels like now I'm fully living into that identity. Um, and it's not just something I'm trying on. Um, and I think that's fair. I mean, I, I think that there's something about that, that bubbling mm-hmm. and kind of feel it under the surface. You don't know really what it is. You yeah. don't really know where it's coming from, mm-hmm. but you just, you just know, you have this knowingness of like, okay, I am in line. I'm locked in. This is no longer a trial period. This is who I am. This is how I operate. And, you know, one of the questions that you'd written into our notes was what lessons have you learned? And I don't think we really even got into half of the things we wanted to talk about, but I think that's what I, one of the things I wrote down was there is so much power in taking control of your health yes and I think that's like I see that in you I mean I see that in you every day where you're up you're you're doing things that you enjoy doing not because you have to do them Mm -hmm. but because it's just who you are now and and that's powerful Mm -hmm. um and I don't know that a lot of people would go through life saying Oh yeah, I'm a very powerful woman. I'm a very powerful person. Oh, um, yeah. And I think you can say that. And I think that's yeah. awesome. And that's, I think where we're all trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. Though it, I love that you used the word powerful. The word that 
I almost like that better than my word. For me, it's strong. I, I was never, never someone anyone would have said was strong physically, mentally, emotionally. And Danielle, honestly, I mean, I feel strong. Three yeah. years ago, my mother had to come wash my hair for me. And today I feel really strong. And um, I, again, I want to, I just want to honor, like, if somebody is listening, that is where you were three years ago, there's also strength in saying, Hey mom, I need yes. you. Oh my gosh. Like, there is so much strength in that alone. That like your strength didn't just show up today. Mm-hmm. Your strength has been there and now it is, it is different. Mm. And it's showing up differently. And I think that's what's really powerful is that maybe you were not as strong as you are now, but you knew you had strength. You knew you had more in you. And um, Mm. I know not everybody is on the other side of that. And I know, you know, it it may not ever seem like you can get to the other side of that, but asking, there is so much strength in asking for help. Um, Yeah, I never honor that too. I never could have, I never would be would have gotten here without her that yeah um maybe quite literally uh yeah. unfortunately yeah. um that's just the reality of it right. but yeah I uh you're a very wise person I've learned a lot about myself in this hour thank you very much <laughs> um, I feel like this has been my therapy for the- I love that I love that um well I do think we need a part two because we didn't get into like lessons learned so maybe next time we talk about really really like the the main lessons mantras whatever it is that we've learned for ourselves and I want to put out we'll put out on our Instagram I think because we've had some good success with this with questions um that people have I know I have a lot of questions for you personally that I know we've talked about but I want to I would love to dig in more like to your diet what you mean about anti-inflammatory um, protocols and what you know about inflammation and how that shows up and how you got into boxing and, you know, what some of those tactical, practical things that I, I think they're normal things, but, you know, based on both of our experiences, being healthy and full and thriving human beings is not what I think society would say is normal. Yeah. Um, So I'd love to dive into some of that. And so, If you don't already follow us on social media, um, because we want to involve you guys in these conversations as much as yes, they're for us to catch up. Um, we hope you have value, you find value in them as well. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. I have a meeting. I love you friend. Um, and I'll catch up with you soon. Okay.